What are we if not slaves to this torment? We are the Forsaken. Is that smell? Oh, it's I John. <laughs> it is. Is it? Sorry, I like I that you're owning that we it. Well, you're owning it. You're you're not you're not letting somebody else take the credit for it. You're not pushing it onto somebody else. You're just owning it, and I like that. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't say it was an unpleasant smell. No, we just assume it is. <laughs> she was just very excitedly. What's that smell? It smells like breakfast. Mmm. Hash browns. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd reach for the old spice, but no. Breakfast. <laughs> I smell like breakfast. <laughs> so it's like syrup, like a syrupy kind of breakfast. Is that what we're having? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is great. Uh, best info ever. Info is best info we've ever done. I said info because I, bit, I had a, I, bit, I had an info in my college days. Oh, you I did? No. Oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't like info commercials. Those are bad. I bit my lip earlier, and everything that I mean to say uh, comes out wrong because I feel like I'm being wary of my lip. So I say mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing words wrong, not because I'm being absent-minded. My lip is saying, oh, careful, don't say the P. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like I have to skirt around my lip. It's really obnoxious. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, I don't know what I... I was eating a grape earlier, bit my lip like some kind of idiot. Uh, we're here. We're doing it. It's the core show. Welcome back, everybody. Heroes of the Storm coming at you right into your face. That's how we're doing it. And uh, it's me, John, and Bo doing what we do. And one of the things we do is we make a show. Now, here's the deal. There's not a lot of news this week other than we got the new uh, Battleground. That's great. We already sort of knew what was going on with URL. Uh, we've had her for a week and uh, got to got to see some, some more time, played with her and all that. Uh, and so we're going to do just a few things today and then jump straight to emails and kind of catch up on them because there's a ton of them. Usually I just do one, sometimes two. But they've been piling up. I thought, why not rip through a bunch of these today and uh, kind of make today's episode a little more of a, a community feedback sort of sort of episode. Uh, and you guys have some great stuff to say, some great questions as usual. So we'll get to those in a second. But before we do any of that, I have a not a complaint. I have a it's kind of a complaint, but not really a complaint. I don't want people to go, oh, great. Here comes Scott with one of his complaints. It's not like that. It's just something I noticed that the game in its current state, that is to say Heroes of the Storm, seems to heavily encourage the idea of playing low-level characters so that you can get not just loot boxes, that's a thing, but that's not the main motivation. I think that number up there, your rank number, is a constant in the back of your head niggling little thing that's going, hey, man... How's your big number doing? Are those numbers going up? And you say, well, you know, I'd really like to play Sylvanas or uh, whoever. Uh, let's, for me, it'd be Jaina. I really want to, I feel like playing Jaina. Oh, well, uh, what level's Jaina? Well, she's 42. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. That won't make that number go up very fast. It'll take a long time to get to 43. And I say to that little devil in the back of my head, you know, you're right. Let's play some level two or three thing I never really touched before. What I'm getting at here is I think the game encourages all of us to play low-level characters that we either don't like or don't play very often uh, or would otherwise not be playing in favor of, you know, gaining greater skill at the characters we're really good at just so we can see that number go up. Um, do we agree with Scott's assessment, John? Because I've noticed you do this. John will go back and find a level four and go, eh, may as well give him to five. That number will go up and I get some loot boxes. And maybe that's the point. Maybe I'm missing the point. This is what we're supposed to be motivated by. But I also kind of wish I would. I was as motivated to really, really, really crank on the characters that I'm best suited to play so that when I'm needed, I can perform. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So where's your head on this? So I think the reason I do it mostly is I, I just like playing a, a wide variety of heroes, uh, honestly. And there are some that I definitely take to more than others. There are some that I always feel like I'm able to go back to. There are characters that I've put a ton of time into that 
I feel like if I played them now, it would be almost a nightmare to get into. Like, I don't think I've played Karazim since his original rework. Like, I think I've maybe put in one game since they added the Spirit Ally. Mm. And that's a character that I have, you know, right now up to past level 15. So that's a character that's got this nice gold border. Ooh, look, Karazim. John's a master at Karazim. But if I played him, I would be lost. I'd have really no idea what I'm doing. Right. Uh, so part of going back to some of these characters is to just kind of refresh myself on them. Because even if I'm not going to get serious and say, like I played an Ariel game, we played one last night. Uh, even if I'm not going to get serious and say, yep, Ariel's my new jam. I'm going to spend all this time on her. It does good for me to know how she's playing right now. Because mm. I have a preconceived notion of how Ariel plays in general. But how is she performing at the moment? Because right. there's been little tweaks. There's been changes. You know, sometimes it's gradual over time. And what I think Ariel is capable of may not be what she's necessarily capable of anymore. So again, you're doing that because you want the familiarity with where she's at right now isn't so much about you increasing your skill with her. It's also about increasing your skill against her. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I understand that playing a wide variety of characters is going to make you a more well-rounded character uh, player, but also um, you're going to do better in draft and things like that where, you know, you need to be able to make picks that aren't necessarily your first pick, but you know, that makes sense to me. I totally get it. Um, Bo, do you feel like they're pushing that number down your throat, though? I mean, you're higher than any of us on that actual number. But do you ever yeah, feel my like... my number's so big. Yeah, it's huge. You, should, you guys should see <laughs> Bo's number. It's a big, honking number. Yeah, a really big number. And sometimes I walk into a game and the allies are like, dude. Your number. You a big number. So big number. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, feel yourself with envy. Um, this way. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I know a level 900 tracer who's who would have some opinions. Well, I don't know one. I played with one randomly. We played no other character but tracer at a level like 900. Just, no, it was like level 400, but like 9,000 games played. That's where the nine comes from. Oh my gosh! Like it was like 9,000 tracer games I posted on Twitter, and then the next one was like 100, and it was like played four other characters. Wow. Um, I think. It is definitely designed to make you try all the heroes because if you're going to play the game, you might as well experience all of its content. Um, I think if you're someone who just plays a few heroes, you're probably doing that because you just, you know, you want to perform well on heroes and you've found a, your niche, when, even if you're playing quick match or whatever, and maybe you like those heroes. But it behooves you just to experience the game. You can try a hero a few games, and if you don't like it, you never you don't have to play it forever. Yeah. Um, but just to try the heroes helps you learn how to play against them on your favorite heroes. If you've spent some time playing the heroes, then you know what it feels like to be bested or what they fear. So that informs your knowledge. But yeah, yeah, the game definitely does that. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. Um, but you know, we could we could delve really deep into the whole the way video game culture has shifted ever since achievements first launched on that darn xbox 360 i think yeah 360 was <laughs> the first one darn xbox 360 uh, they weren't on the original yeah. xbox right that was <clears throat> that's when i first encountered this achievement. my friend i remember going to my friend croft and he's like, here's a war and he's like look at what happens when i kill this thing and boom a little achievement comes up we're like whoa bro you got an achievement we're like achievements are sweet yeah and then they've been manipulating gamers ever since yeah it sounds like a sitcom on G4 back in the day before that network went away. Uh, that darned Xbox. Yeah. That darn Xbox. <laughs> that darn Xbox. Yeah. I, um, um, I, yeah, I totally so. get what you're saying. And from my perspective, I'm, I don't actually either. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. It's just I do have that feeling sometimes where I'll look at my number and go, well, all right, I don't have that much time to play. So what I should do, I start strategizing and thinking, well, let's, let's do games with, I don't know, uh, the butcher because I've barely played him ever, and let's get his numbers up because he would be level five in no time, and that's five loot boxes, and that's five numbers on the thing. So because hero levels equate to new numbers on the big number, I do find myself being pulled that way a little bit, and maybe again, maybe that's what they want me to do because then I'll be a butcher player at some level, like I can play butcher at that point or something, and I get yeah. that. 
It's different than the quest problem where they're like, all right, uh, if you want to earn a bunch of these cool rewards during this event, you got to make sure to do A, B, and C, and everybody's doing A, B, and C, and now you got weird comps and quick match because uh, nobody wants to play the best current healer working in the game. You're going to play something that's, you know, it's whoever it is. Lili's great, but let's just use her for an example. Lots of Lili's because she's she's a um, a Warcraft character. You got to play four of those to start the event. Blah, blah, blah. Like yesterday, I played a ton of the new Junkrat in his new skin and totally forgot that that does not count as a Warcraft hero. So we get done with four games, and I look at John in a, virtually because I can't see him, but I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> I played all that and got nothing for it. I, obviously, I didn't. I played some games, had a great time, got lots of things for it. I got some some good times with John. I even got a level. You got to level 10. Yeah, it was great, but it just... You know, that number, it's a maybe it's a me problem, but that number keeps poking me and makes me part of it's because right now I'm like, at least with the three of us, mine's the lower number and it makes me feel behind and I hate that feeling. So I start thinking, well, I don't want to be, be behind, even though I know the real answer, just like anything else in life is you got to do the work, right? In this case, you got to play uh, more so you can get those numbers up. But in my head, I'm going, all right, who could I play three games with this level one I never touch? And how you doing over there, Karazim? You, you're, look, you're, you're like one hair away from a level. And that's how I'm thinking about it. I don't think that's the way I'm supposed to be thinking about it. Uh, well, probably it, not. But <laughs> I, it is, I think, it is though. I, it I is. think getting that experience, though, is good. I mean, you don't know whether or not you love a character until you play it. Mm. And if you go in and you say, these are the heroes I play and that's it. You know, you you miss out on part of the experience. We uh, we played uh, some games with our very own mod, Wicked Kitten, who we like to make fun of because she only ever plays Lunara, yeah. and she uh, angered by our "you only ever play Lunara" comments. Decided I'm going to play a bunch of different heroes, and she went on a kick. Discovered she really loves Cassia. Mm. Like that wouldn't have happened if she hadn't branched out so i do think that it's encouraging it i think doing it purely for the numbers going up sake is maybe not ideal but i think the benefits and what you're getting out of it is actually a good thing so i think it's probably ultimately okay that that's where your mind is at mm. it's just such yeah, an that, epine right that's how that's how, that's how it works like if we can just borrow world of warcraft for a second sure if there's an achievement system that I could manifest in real life and punch it in the face that I want to the most. It's the world. Cause I like that game, yeah. but that achievement system is, is stupefyingly awful. It, <laughs> if you don't have the achievements, if you look at this giant laundry list of things I haven't done mm. and then it influences your gameplay, let's do this for the achievement. That's not fun. Yeah. And then the poor people who have 5 billion million achievements, does anyone not feel guilty that they made people play their product and put them through all that for nothing? Like, nothing, like, honestly, like I really hate achievements. Your player number is basically Hero's version of achievements. Well, Look how many levels I have, Scott. Well, Joe, you know, Joe yeah, Brewer in the chat has it right. He says the big reason a lot of people don't join WoW uh, or come in a later expansion they haven't played for a while is because they feel inferior. Those numbers seem yeah. out of reach to them. So in their mind, they're thinking, well, everyone's all ahead of me. What am I going to do when I get in here? That's lame. And I'm sure there's some of that feeling. Like if you're getting into Heroes right now and you see Bo's big giant 1,000, 1,500, whatever number it is, and you realize, oh, my gosh, that's at least 1,500 character levels. You, you know what I do? You know how arrogant I am? I, whenever we log into a quick match, I take my number and I quickly add up the enemy's team's number and see if it's larger than the entire team. <laughs> And it doesn't happen that often yet, but someday I will own the numbers of all the people on the enemy team. We'll and see. Great. You're see what actually, it's doing to me? See? This is unhealthy. Exactly. Unhealthy. I, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm not saying it's even a bad thing. It's fun to brag about achievement. Blah blah blah. It's fine. I get it. It's human nature. But uh, there is that. It just rubs me. It just rubs me a little wrong sometimes. Because there are times be. where I'm in the mood for something like I feel like playing Tracer, but she's pretty high level for me, and I'm not going to level her for a while. There's that number. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just cave and do something else. And then we may probably lose some games because I don't know how to play this other guy very well. Or I don't know. It's that kind of stuff. John, yeah, sorry. That was, that's what quick match is for. But it could just be your position in it. Because like I said, I don't think about the number almost at all 
anymore unless it's going to get to something that changes the border and then i'm just excited because i'm like oh i'm gonna get a new border what's it gonna be uh but i went into overwatch recently and i was like man i've played like eight games of overwatch uh <laughs> i always have to tell people in be... overwatch i always have to remind them that me you and Bo, and a couple other people played the beta hardcore like mm-hmm. we were hard we went hard to the paint and, like 48 hours straight on the free yes, weekend. tons and tons of levels that Scott just went got, to bed and then he woke up the next day and logged in and played with me yeah and they wiped all that out at the end of the beta so it didn't carry forward and so now you just feel perpetually behind even though you were actually ahead of these people at some point yeah and yeah. and i it is it's small it's like a little bronze number it's like a pat on the head and it's like it's good that you bought the game <laughs> is what what it feels like it's telling me and you think about it in that situation you're like man people are gonna look at me and think i'm a scrub but i'll tell you the way i think about it even when i played overwatch was yeah but i know i'm good and people are gonna freak out when they see this scrub take them to town but then it turns out i wasn't good people have gotten very good at overwatch and i was not there with them when it happened yeah, they they fixed one of the um, systems that affected me with 2.0, which was the master skin system. Mm. But prior to 2.0, I had all but five or ten mass uh, gold border, like max level characters, and I had nearly enough gold to buy all the master skins. And my psychology was, I want to go into every match having the master skin. I don't care about buying the skins as much as showing, you know, random people and stuff I'm in that I mean business on this character because I've played it to max level. Right. And now they've disabused me of an incentive to want to wear master skins. Now master skins are like you know, just another skin, happy toy at the bottom of the cereal box. You want <laughs> you want an iPhone. You don't want to, yeah. you know some little pop thing. So like when I'm spending money now, I'm like, oh, this is a sick Johanna skin. Yeah. I'm going to wear this. Yeah, it's so, they completely they, they flipped that script completely, and I think in the right direction. But um, but yeah, like I don't know. It's just a thing I've been thinking about. It's not that big a deal, and it's funny because in Overwatch I have the same. I actually do okay in there. Kind of hold my own. Um, and part of that is well, at least part of what I tell myself is that I'm coming in there looking like, you know, a, a sub level 100 guy, but I've had enough play experience and enough FPS experience in my life that I'm doing well enough to that I am impressing everyone around me who ha- who have much higher scores than me. So I, that's how I justify it over there. I was just playing Quake uh, Champions today. By the way, a couple things about that. I know it's got nothing to do with heroes, but I just want to get this off my chest. I'm queuing up my sick burn. I'm ready for it. Get ready. Um, You'll know it when you hear it. That game, when you play that game, they are making Quake. That is a Quake-ass game. It's very Quake. And that's a good thing. It needs to play like Quake. I got good news for everybody so far in its early access state. Quake Champions from Bethesda and id Software plays like freaking classic ass Quake, and it feels great. Like the moment but to moment. But you play it against? Because you're the only one. Well, here's what I found out. <laughs> so uh, when I when I first got in, I did notice that during the kind of like not tutorial phase, but the phase where you get your your first level, so you can open up ranked and all that. The um, my opponents seemed woefully poor players and i thought "Uh oh this is one of those deals again where i'm being presented with bots and not not being told about it (laughs) right uh i still think that's what was going on but i was still having a good time i'm happy to report though that i got into ranked and i'm playing only real people now with names and and saying a-hole things over chat so i know it's them (laughs) um and uh there and and while it was obviously a tougher challenge it still feels really good and i get in kind of a zen state with quake i don't know what the deal is i always have with quake quake's always been this like zen place is the alpha is that is that invite period done i forgot to no i think you can get it now still i think you have to do it today though or tomorrow or it's end soon after the show yeah i'm Um, i'm I'm, I'm interested in quake it's super doom the doom revival was excellent the wolfenstein uh revival's been excellent i have no reason to believe that quake won't feel like a really fun show. yeah people so people that don't like it like it only really complain about the fact that it's free to play and that it's you know has those trappings but whatever we live in a time where that's just how this stuff is now it's very true to like the arena shooter that you remember it's really fun and visceral and i really it's, it's really a like bit it. of a hero shooter i don't quake wasn't like that was it was it no but the way this thing works is uh, 
it's not people think oh well then it's like overwatch no it's everyone's got the same stuff like you pick up the same guns it's it's weapons spots you pick them up there's health ammo shards all the stuff you used to do in those games like unreal and, and quake uh so you're all on e- equal ground you don't have more armor than the other guy or whatever that that's not how it works you all have a special move you activate with f and you earn that over time you can also boost how quickly that comes by running over certain pickups or uh getting kills and things and there's ways to help that but when you use that then then it's unique for your character so bj blaskowitz who's in this game will will dual wield during the time that that has a cooldown but while you, while that thing's active, you'll pull up a second version of no matter what gun you have. So if you've got the rocket launcher, up comes a second one, and you're doing double on everybody. Um, this other guy I'm playing has these big rocket launcher things on his head, on his shoulders, and they store up to five of them. And I'm just whacking F every time I launch one of these grenades into this fray, and it just adds this extra explosive element. Outside of those special moves, though, everybody's uh, you know different skin or character or voice, whatever, but they're not like advantaged in gameplay. So that's hmm. interesting. And anyway, bottom line is, um, uh, what was I going to? What was my point with that? I was going to make a point, and I forgot Quake. what it was. But what? But how was I tying it? I had a whole tie into. <laughs> we were talking about heroes. achievements and leveling, and, and oh, oh, that's what it is. Um, when you get in early, like this is in an early access state, and um, you feel like you are at least with everybody, if not ahead, you know. Like yeah. you feel like you're, ooh, I'm right up here in the front lines. I'm not weighing the bleed and the nosebleeds, uh, latecomers or whatever. And then if you don't stick with it, whatever the game may be, you just start to have that feeling of loss. Now I'm not saying Heroes is any better or worse than that than anything else, but it is an issue, right? Like, you know, League of Legends and Dota are notoriously toxic to new players. Well, why? Well, because you're late and we've been here earning our our EPN all this time, so what are you doing here five years late? You know, that kind of thing. I don't know how you get around that. Maybe there's no way video games as a service. It's just maybe the nature of the beast and I should quit worrying about it, but I have been thinking about it. Sort of the philosophical stance that I have with these games and how they sort of work or whatever. But, but it's secondarily quake is cool. I wanted to mention that in a, yeah. like in a competitive multiplayer game, it's really hard to do because mm. you I mean, people just get better. They play a thing, they get better at it. They can't help it. Um, You know, you look at something like World of Warcraft, and I would argue that there are things they could have done uh, for the longest time. Whenever it came time to predict the future of World of Warcraft, I always said, well, they're going to stop us leveling at 100 because already 100 seems like an unattainable number. Mm -hmm. And why go above it? And then they went above it. And now I'm like, what are they going to do? Stop at 120? Who stops at 120? Now they have to go to at least 125. Right. Um, and like, I just feel like sometimes they don't do themselves any favors by setting the numbers so high that people feel like, well, I'll never get there. And it, it's hard to do because you want to recognize that players have put in time and effort and skill. Okay. And, you know, a person who's put in the kind of leveling that Bo has, you want him to have something that's reflected in that sure um like hey you put in time you're you're a skilled player you're a knowledgeable player here's a number um but it is hard when you come in and you're like i'm a one (laughs) (laughs) you know now the good news is you'll probably be a three after your first game yeah if if you win that first game you'll walk out of three if you lose you'll walk out of two uh so yes right early on it's like oh yeah levels 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 it's just I am now at that stage where I do. I still have some some characters I could do that with, but nobody wants to play with me while I'm trying to figure out what the lost damn Vikings do. Who wants to be there for that I game? Do. None of us I do. No, you don't, dude. I want to be there. You don't yeah. want to be there. I promise. You barely. I would barely have want. I, I don't want me there, and I'm the one doing it. I want to hear the amount of times you say shit while playing the Lost Vikings. Well, it'll be more than three. I can tell and you. And have a little counter down at the bottom of the screen to keep yep. track of it. Then I turn them It'd in. You like me when I tried to learn Abathur and Bo at one point just says, this is the quietest I've ever heard John. <laughs> you were so like, focused. I'm focusing. <laughs> you were really focused on Abathur that day. I remember that. Well, anyway, that's just a thought. Send your emails in. Tell us what you think about it. Uh, quick note. The uh, they've changed the battle the battleground pool. We got a lot of feedback saying, "My gosh, I played 15 games and uh, one of them was on the new 
Alterac uh, pass deal. So I have a question about that we'll get to in a second. But here is the battleground pool as it currently is constituted. Alterac pass, Braxis holdout. Yay! You guys are excited about that? Uh, oh, yeah, over overjoyed that we got Braxis holdout. Yeah. I can't think of a single map that I would replace Braxis holdout with. Yeah, I mean, not, none of them with any kind of doom or towers in Gar- it. Garden of Terror. I would take Garden of Terror. Look, yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm going to take a hardline stance. For the longest time, I said Garden of Terror worst map. I even said it to the devs when I met them. Yeah. I have come around on Garden of Terror. It is not awful. It is not great, but I'm actually okay with it right now. Well, you're I mean, at least you got yeah. to play a game and instead of a, a six minute waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> right. Whereas Braxis sold out. Yeah, it's got problems. But anyway, that's in there. So Cursed Hollow is the next one. Dragonshire, Infernal Shrines, and Tomb of the Spider Queen. Um, I can think of a number of, of uh, maps I would have preferred in there besides Braxis Holdout, but there it is. Uh, so if you're wondering why you're not getting Althorak Pass very often, I did want to at least mention this. It's because they're not doing anything special to give you that map, um, other than the overall reduction of maps in the pool. Uh, which means, in theory, you should get it more often, but you still only really have a one and what is that, seven chance of getting it? And one, two, three, four, five, six. I've played so. seven game, seven or eight games since it dropped, and I've seen it once that time with John. That's it. So that bums me out. I guess what I'm saying is it would be cool if there was a way to boost that, like have it appear more regularly during this initial phase. I feel like that'd be good for them, too, because they get lots of test data and... Yeah, but what if you hated the map? Well, I like it though. From what I saw, I just we've only seen it. We've only seen it one time, and that's true. What if you hate it? Like that's actually you may have just answered it. There was some experiments done with like haunted mines where it was the brawl map for the week. Yeah, like I think probably that's the solution when a new map comes out. I don't know why that's not happening here, Mm, but that's a good point. You know, if you really want to play the map, then do a brawl. Yeah, I guess so. But, um, John, I think actually, I think you answered it. If there are people, and there always always will be, people who don't like a map, like for every three of us who aren't real happy with Braxis right now, there's somebody who loves that map. I don't know who it is, but somebody loves yeah. it. So I mean, I like the aesthetic. I like Zerg. There's a lot of Zerg on that Sure. Map. Oh, yeah, all that stuff's great. It's just the way it plays is weird. But, like, Towers of Doom, we all agree, is a really cool map. John thinks it's the best map in the game. I'm inclined yeah. to agree. I'm pretty close on that. Um, but I know a bunch of people who hate that freaking map. So if they weighted it in favor of the new map being in the most rotation for players, that would probably be bad in that regard. And so I think you answered it for me. I think you just answered the whole problem I've been struggling with for days. Why would it be equal with the rest of these maps? Because not everyone's excited to play it or not everyone liked it the first time through, or the variety is what makes you fonder for it when it finally comes around, or I don't know what it is, but smarter minds are at work at blizzard i'm sure that that's why they do that but yeah i mean the only part about this that's confusing to me is uh why brax's holdout is on there <laughs> yeah well, yeah, yeah. brax's needs is those walls in the middle need to come down you think about battlefield of eternity when you're fighting over the immortals you've got pretty direct access to getting around yeah but on brax it's like oh crap the enemy team rotated Let's take the biggest detour possible to get oh, to the right. top the, side. No. The ones where it's the bosses like, are and they have the big wall behind them on each. Uh, yeah, I sometimes hate that. it's like I'm not rotating enough to contest these things, or we're over rotating and the enemy's just picking us off. Like it's, you know, it can be real frustrating playing on that map, and then just it just snowballs with, you know, with the quick match scenario. If you ran him into it, well, he he was more wave clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, behold their terror as they push the lane in you know i get stuck so, in there all the time in that wall but, of goo it's but not the, even... as a source of frustration i'm always like oh my god i gotta mount up walk all the way around and by then like so much has happened that it's yeah i might as well stay here but the situation is not much better than anyways it's you are forced to move better. horizontally there in a way that is not conducive to yeah me. and the map's like nope yeah <laughs> I don't like that. We'll put a boss here and just, it'll, no, nobody will do anything in the middle of the map while all the action happens in the most inconvenient place on the map. Yeah. Basically. Still no sign of Hanamura, uh, which, you know, no huge surprise, but I'm I still, still very curious if that ever makes a return or if it just disappears. We'll see it soon. I yeah. think, 
I think it's a uh, return is nigh. Really? Do you think we get a second Warcraft map? Is this a Warcraft event? I mean, it is. We but... get we get Torrin Mill. Oh my god! Versus South Shore. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Uh... But I don't know, or dude. Torrin Mill, not Torrin Mill. I'll bet you the next WoW map is nothing like <laughs> this. I bet it's not land and mountains and trees. I'll bet the next one's some kind of weird ethereal void. Some you know. Dream, whatever like dream, Alduar, basically, yeah, or something weird like that. Like it won't be just another one of these. I can't imagine it would be Alduar would be cool. Something to do with that. You know what they really should do? They should do the um the air uh, ship fight from oh, oh from Nice Crown. Yeah, that'd be all right. You're right. That might actually make for a really good battleground yeah. i've always wanted i've wanted a flying mat i doubt we ever get it with this whole it's a starcraft engine business but like a map on moving mo- places where you can fall and on moving platforms and that could be interesting Warcraft airships yeah cannonballs and like ways to shoot yourself over to the enemy's ship and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, sign me up yeah that sounds all right i don't know if they'll do Except, it but... and then falstead wouldn't fall so he'd be a big pick on this map because he'd just fly off I'm still of the opinion that they're not sure having more maps is the right thing or not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still torn on it myself. They seem very tempered in when they release them. They, they definitely don't seem to have a, let's get as many out there as humanly possible attitude with maps. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing because that's an insane amount of work I would imagine. And if it doesn't go well, it's a, even more insane amount of work as you try to fix it. But here's here's what I, here's why I think they should lean into it though, because some maps just prove to be not favorites, and some map prove to be favorites, and you're not gonna know a hundred percent what those are. So just throw them out there, and then after like, because now everyone hates black cards now all of a sudden. I mean, I know it wasn't favorite, but I think it's just lost a lot of its gloss. And we've had it for like four years now, we've been, three or four years. We've been playing on this black arts bay. Yeah. It's not glossy anymore. Um, so, you know, if it doesn't stand the test of time, like Cursed Hollow stands the test of time, you don't hear a lot of complaints about that, Matt, but Black Hearts, you do. So, like, at a certain point, once you got your ranked mode, you can have, like, a, you know how, like, Magic the Gathering has its, like, top cards from the history of Magic, and then they make a deck, or make a new set, and put the, the big cards from history, include them in there. You could do that here, where, you know, after a period of time, they're just like, Haunted Minds, all right, well, we throw up maps all the time, so uh, whatever. It'll just be over here in this recycle bin. Yeah, you you're de- the recycle you, bin cute. You deprecate it the way you do, uh, the way it's like wild in Hearthstone. Same idea. You're just putting it in a place yes. where, yes, it's playable. Yes, it's still there for you, but it's it's in the wild queue and no longer part of the current queue. Because the community is going to, you know, after a time, decide if they like maps or don't like maps. And, you know, I don't think Haunted Minds is fixable. And I think we it should just be okay with that. I think that's where like everyone sort of counter to the blizzard pedigree where it's like we ship it and it's good and we work on it and we get feedback, but we spend a lot of time working on it. Maybe you don't spend a lot of time working on something that was okay, but you know, I don't know. It's just how I look at it. I would still take haunted minds over Braxis right now though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really just, I really, I mean, I learned to dislike it. I I think I like it more, but I, I really am. Grown to have a strong dislike of two lane maps. Yeah, it's just, too, it's just too many bodies in a lane. It's just like, or it's one, in, you know, in the four lane, like, and it's just it's easier. It's it's the thirty three percent less push and structure HP that they have to do. I don't know if they compensate the structure HP on two lane maps, but probably once okay. the, once the Zebo's got a hold of a fort's nuts, he's not letting go. You know, <laughs> I like Battlefield of Eternity. I think that one is okay. That's probably the closest I get to liking a two-lane map. Yeah, well, it's because they've given you so much to do in the middle there. It's it's almost like a three-lane map. It's just that everybody has to do three-lane things for a portion of it. I I agree. There's something about that map that makes that work okay, but yeah, generally I, I think, don't like. I it think it's because you spend a lot of time in the middle. And yeah, I think yeah. taking the objective takes quite a bit of time. Yeah, that's most of it. Yeah. But I like the idea of Nazebo grabbing a fort by its nuts and not letting go. Where is the nuts? Where is the nuts? <laughs> and just grabs you by the nuts. <laughs> it's fantastic. 
Um, all right. Well, anyway, that's going on. Hey, uh, reminder, don't, uh, before we get to these emails and the bulk of what we're going to talk about today, uh, there will be dungeons on Saturdays. We have a brand new episode coming up this week. We had a fantastic episode last week. If you are not listening or watching our live and then later archived uh, episodes of D&D Adventurism, then you're lame and you should go check it out for real. Like, it's awesome and we love it and you'll love it too. It's me, uh, Kyle, uh, Kristen, John, and Bo all doing it for the kids. No, we're just having fun. Check it out. It's at <laughs> therewillbedungeons.com. Therewillbedungeons.com. All right, we're going to jump ahead and do this now. Emails got a bunch here. Core at heroesforyou.com is the email address. You can also go to the website at heroesforyou.com and just click the contact link. That will work as well. Here's a question uh, and a thought from Dude What Emailed Us. That's his name oh, because he bad. didn't he didn't leave a name. Oh, okay. Yeah. He left no name. So here it is. Scott and John, your horde bias is showing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Bo, you're yeah, you're safe I, on this one. I raised the flag. Like True. Uh, it burr, says, burr, burr. It says uh, <laughs> if, I can't tell if that was the Alterac sound or the noise they make when you get something wrong on the price is right, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, the price is I need to get a hold of that. I'm sure I could grab that real quick. Anyway, if you have played Alliance, you would know that Bo's pronunciation is correct. Her name was said about 50,000 times in the Shadow Moon Valley quest chain. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Thanks for sticking up for me. Was it by other uh, pseudo-Russian space goats? Because that's like you're just hanging out. If you have a Drenai accent, you say, "Yes, hello, Yurel, come over here." It sounds different, right? Bo doesn't have that accent. That's not how he sounds. Right. He sounds like a normal man. If you say Alexi, sometimes a Canadian man, but a normal man. (laughs) And you should say it like a normal ass man when he says it. Yeah, I think I still agree with John. It says time travel is dumb, and there are at least forty eight better drain eye to have picked than an alternate universe wannabe hero they forced down our throat in WoW's worst expansion. He says. He really isn't like wow. her. Wow, this is your buddy, Bo. Yeah. He Look says, quote, if your horde or not quote, in parentheses, if your horde she shows up in a couple of cinematics and there's no way for you to know who she is and why she's even there. That's it, dude. What mailed us, emailed us. Then how does Scott and I know about her? <laughs> okay, I have a problem you with guys the entire do, You guys email. do shows about the game. You look things up so that you don't look dumb when you do your shows. Yeah. That if has never do... stopped me before and it, well, I'm not about to change it. <laughs> right, but I also knew, I knew more, I felt like I knew her real well from well, that's because yeah, I look at all the I looked at all the cinematics on every side. I wasn't, you know, so, ignoring the alliance stuff. I just didn't play it. You know? let, let me say this: I uh, understand when he says there are forty eight other Drenai that he could have picked. I understand this, and I'm not mad about it because he's not wrong. I happen to like Yadel, and I happen, you know, it's it's just she's just a great character, great vibe. Love the armor, like the idea that there's a. You know, you guys got your Sylvanas now. You got your ladies in power. And don't get as much of that on the Alliance side. We've got, you know, Jaina, not really a leader. You know, like, it's, like, we're talking, like, leaders here, right? Leaders are all these dudes. And so you got this young woman who's, whose uh, leadership is thrust upon her because of Velen's death. Spoilers. Um, Wait. And, and so she's, well, oh. alternate universe. Right. Velen, I was going to say, I forgot. About still that. moving. Still a very moving cinematic. Yeah. And um yeah, he's not wrong. Except I'm happy they put Yadel in, in the game. Yeah. Uh but if you you know, if you like Drenai, there are plenty of amazing Drenai characters that don't get cinematics that are just quest givers or people, you know, in the last few expansions of Warcraft, there's voice acting and you know, just the regular world, and some of that stuff's pretty cool too. Um, and definitely it's like, if you're a horde, you probably don't talk to too many of the Drenai and get those clips, those voice scenes, but if you play Alliance, you do. So, well, when we played Alliance, when we played, no, 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 Alliance, when we played that expansion, who's the other guy? Murad. Murad. He was all up in our stuff. Like what? Burning Crusade? Yeah. Yeah. He was hammering people with Thrall. Yeah. He was in all those cinematics they put out before the expansion. So there's like a, there's like a murder mystery, like in the um, Alliance side in uh, Draenor, there's, um, I can't remember the details, but someone dies and you got to talk to some Draenei and figure out who did it. And there's all this like social interaction that you don't get if you play on the Horde side. So it's like, that's, 
Yeah. As a Drunai player and a Drunai fan, I, I'm I'm stoked about having a, any Drunai to be honest, except Velen because he's old and boring. <laughs> and you know, we already have Dicker Kane. It doesn't have to become <laughs> uh, retirement of the storm. Oh, like I'm like, into that though. I like the idea of all the old people in the games to show up in the game. I like it. Yeah, I mean, Deckard kind of fills that spot. He fills the Velen spot. It's just like you know, we can't put two olds out in a row. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't. I don't think what our is next this game he, just a bunch of olds <laughs> coming out one after another. Ugh. He may show up at some point, but I don't think we ever get Velen. We don't get Velen anytime soon. We definitely get Velen at some point. Yeah. He's too. He's too iconic, but he um, stands there while the horde murders him and is like, "This is fine. And this is okay." Well, with me. the alternate universe villain has a really cool moment where I mean, you might even see that as horde, but you go back to the Exodar mm-hmm. and you find out his son is an Eridar, and he's like heartbroken about it. And yeah, that's there, of course. That's a really awesome part of the story. Mm. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did oh, that. We also that, did that, that was not faction. Uh, no. Most no, of, most they made the not. horde go to the friggin' Exodar every ten seconds, which is awful because that place. That's is lucky. The the, I love Exodar, an alliance that's where I set my hearth and do my auction oh, house in the, in the really? quiet and peace of the Exodar. Yes, the Azurmist Isle and Exodar is like the best place on. Okay, let me just say I I agree with you about Azurmist Isle. I think it's awesome, and also I think if the if the Exodar was made today, it'd look a lot cooler. But here's what I think. I think that that place is like three polygons all stretched out, and it's pink and dumb. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. it's just I mean, it's a product of its time, but it is. You know, sure. when it was more of a product of its time, which you know I played in, and it was it's home. Yeah, you. I mean, you guys got Silver Moon, and no one hangs out there, and it's beautiful there. It's amazing yeah, there. It's wonderful. It's the city where no one goes to. Yeah, I think it's just magic, and that's how they keep everyone out. I don't know. That's a weird place. Uh, let's find uh, out what this guy says. Well, before oh, we do, ahead. I just want to say, because I'm all about common ground. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, there were a lot of points made in this email, and I'm happy that we can all find the common ground that we all disagree with the emailer in some way. Mm, there you go. Nailed Take it. that. Jos wrote in and says, last show was great, guys. Can I ask Bo to go to BlizzCon with his legendary hobo uh, skin with the newspaper hat, eating burgers from a bush, and saying that other cosplayers are meh? Keep it up, guys. <laughs> Thank you for saying other cosplayers as if I was one. <laughs> well, yeah, when you put the paper on your head, you are clearly cosplaying as Medivh. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a Medivh thing going on. I liked it. I mean, i got to be honest with you. Uh, there are plenty of hobos cosplaying at BlizzCon. Oh yeah, there's, there's, yeah. At the bus stops all around, oh, I was like super oh, yeah. sad. It made me super sad to see that. There's a lot of that. I man. thought this was Disneyland was here. Disneyland, the place of broken dreams. It this, made me so sad. This is what happens. People gravitate to where a bunch of food and people are, and it's a bummer. It's a, no, I don't mean it's a bummer because they're coming there. It's a. Bummer but they, they didn't bother me. I walked by like, no. No. I mean, eighty, and it's like, cause see, up here in Canada, when a homeless guy is there. He's looking for an opportunity to sequester you and get stuff from you. Right. It's always like a shit, you know, because <laughs> I don't know. I like I just expected to be asked for like, you know, booze and cigarettes and money and everything. Every, and I'm like, there's eight of them in this bus shelter. I'm f- screwed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm trying to walk by and i'm like don't notice me don't notice me and they're like they pay no attention after are, a weekend there I was, are you I was like, sure homeless people in canada aren't zombies <laughs> like what you're describing is zombies no because like you know homeless people are hungry yeah or they have an addiction and they want something uh-huh. and so they see you an affluent person of means and they say Brains. let me see if i can procure something and i was expecting that in a place with a bunch of tourists people with money and here i am i'm from canada that's zombies though you just described zombies it does sound like zombies but also i'll say this i think that there's less of I, there's not le- there is there's plenty of it happening in anaheim it's just not as prominent okay i don't I, know why I, lucky. I don't know i don't know why because there are people in downtown salt lake city who are homeless who will remember that first night me. i didn't have a hotel room and i walked an hour <laughs> to a cheap motel i found uh-huh. and i was scared out of my life because i didn't see a soul for like 50 minutes of it and i'm like this looks like the place in breaking bad i'm gonna get shot or something and you know you're gonna Scott, get did i ever Canada. tell you when I first ran into Bo on the same trip as the Hobo Bushburger Bo? No, no. 
So we were standing outside of uh, Lolo's Chicken and Waffles, all waiting to go in. And I looked down the street. I I feel like, although it could just be because it makes the story better, I feel like I was talking about him. Mm. And then as if summoned from thin air, I look on the sidewalk and walking down the street with what seems to be all his possessions and looking like a vagrant is Bo, just wandering down the street. I said, oh, hey, Bo, what are you doing? Ah, just looking, uh, just didn't know where I was going to stay. Like, he's literally in California living the life of just, I don't know, I was just moving from one hotel to the next. So I was like, you want to come in for chicken and waffles? Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, you should. We should. You know what we should have done? Kim will kill me that I'm hearing this and not telling her. She's gonna be mad that we didn't have you to stay in our hotel room that night. She's gonna be pissed because no, I don't think she busy. knows this. I know, yeah, I but she think, doesn't know this. We didn't we, talk to like the panel or something. No, I know. Like, if we, busy. if I'd have known, we'd have done it. But Kim in particular, like if she hears about this, you'll get shit in the mail next week, like food and cookies and like th- sorry notices and. Like, oh, don't be it's fine. I'm a big boy. I'm just it's telling, my time to I know go, it's you my are. time to go. And that's what I'm, I would tell her if it's your time to go. If I'm gonna die here in downtown Anaheim. I was scared, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was like I'm in Anaheim. I'm with no one. It is I'm one a in Canadian. The I, I am walking an hour in a place that the houses only have one story. Yeah. Uh gorillas in the chat a, says uh, chicken and waffles, is that a thing? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Huge thing. It's amazing. Chicken and waffles is good no matter where you get it. It is the best. Oh my lord! I want it right now. I had chicken tonight, just no waffles. Um, all right. oh, yeah, I offended the guy that runs that place, but then they told him I was a Canadian. He was cool with it. Oh well, good. Well, everyone I is. I can't remember what I said out. though. But turns out we really like Canadians. It's uh, we're not as nice to people on the other border. Well, most yeah. most of us do. Yeah, well, I like them. Pretty There's cool. some in yeah. certain positions of government. I like Bob and Doug McKenzie. I like, yeah, I like them. Most Canadian of Canadians. Oh, yes. Uh, Bagheera74, a commoner and uh, a commoner, a regular. <laughs> <in> our... <laughs> Speaking of affluence. Yeah, sorry. I meant regular in the chat room. Let me introduce you to Lord Johnson. <laughs> Do not wow. look him directly That's in the awful eye. awful pickup line. You got to be careful who you say that yeah, to. I screwed that up. Anyway, it says, I'm over the moon that Urell is in the game. So this guy's opposite of other dude. What emailed us? He says, I remember playing the alpha before Warlords was even released, and as soon as I finished Urell's storyline in that expansion, she became my number one most wanted character for Heroes of the Storm. Number two was Alex Straza, and we've already got her. Um, sorry. It's also great for those of us who play Draenei on, a, on the bulk of our WoW characters to finally have one of our heroes. Now that we have our first Draenei, who would you want next? Akama, Velen, maybe even uh, the Eridar-like Archimonde or Kil'jaeden? Uh, your friend and the worst hots player ever, Bagheera seventy four. Now, see, this is how Bagheera's doing it right. He didn't start off by saying your bias is showing, yeah, which is not as bad a thing as people make it out to be. I'm happy to tell everybody about the horde. Yeah, they're you great. just have to ask, and sometimes you don't even have to do that. No, uh, he is on board with Urel, which is also good. Uh, he didn't agree with Bo. Uh, in the pronunciation thing, which also helps uh, get some points in my book. Yeah. Let me say that. He didn't. It's by omission, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. <laughs> also, he's the one who tweeted me, are we going to have to hear her name incorrectly from now on? Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. Oh, was that him that the said that? Is... That was him that said yeah, that. that oh, okay. Him. The answer is yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I love okay. it. All the Y names should now be wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to roll it. Yir. Uh, also, I've, I can also <laughs> I can confirm he's not the worst heroes player ever. I can tell you that. I know that is, is a ha- absolute truth. I we know not. we played with with yeah. a bunch of them the other night. Yeah, just last night we played some pretty bad against and with players, and they were not. You were better than it. we did taking you over them is what is what we're saying. Uh, Crush wrote in says hello, core hounds. Let me start off by saying I agree. The bundles should be more subdivided. Well, then maybe they like this new bundle because it's pretty subdivided. Anyway, make them cost whatever extra for making them small, but that option is a good one. I also think the decision to lower the sun's out probability in the next Omenia boxes was a good one. I do take issues with how you guys viewed the value of loot boxes, though, and it comes down to framing. 
if you are actually in the mindset that the only sorry that only the thing you're trying to uh get is I think good we read this email before did we yeah i don't remember it it sounds extremely familiar i don't uh it says uh the loot box is not going to be a good value for you oh you know what it does sound familiar doesn't it did i screw yeah. this up i might have Actually, crush. Yeah, we read this. pretty familiar too oh yeah you're right i we read your email crush twice now boy it was but didn't start sounding familiar until you said that and then i read the I opened 52 loot boxes and only got two skin tints. I do remember that line. <laughs> I can confirm that since this email up over Twitter, I have uh, spoken to Crush and we discussed it further and we found common ground. Oh, that's good. In that we both thought the first emailer was full of crap. Yeah. Dumb, dumb email. Sorry, I'm going to stop picking on the first. That's all right. That guy's okay. We don't have his name, so it's fine. It's He's funny. Fine. As Homer used to say, it's funny because we don't know him. Yeah. Uh, Todd wrote in says, and this is, I know is real or new. Uh, hey, Bo, John, and Scott, I want to drop you a line and thank you. Yesterday, I had started the new episode of Core, but had to pause during the opening. Later, I was having a really shit day, and I opened my podcast app up and unpaused the show just in time to hear Bo impersonate a Canadian customs official asking if the wrestling masks were for lovemaking. As silly as stuff like that is, it is actually why your show is the best, bar none. You guys are really great and work so well together. Thanks for everything you guys do. P.S., Quebec Rooster Medivh's portals have to be the sliding doors that are on the side of the train cars. What? Yes. Okay. You know what that means? <laughs> okay, that's a Canadian thing. Apparently. No, because he's a, he's a vagrant. Remember, we talked about um, uh, you know, hobo Medivh. Oh right. B-E-O. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And it's he's a Quebec chicken when he turns into his bird form or shit hawk. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right. The shit hawks. <laughs> Uh, well, we're, by the way, Todd, very happy to hear when people are entertained by us and our silliness. Um, I mean, we're, we here to talk about the game we love and the things that are happening in it and all of that. But, um, I think the number one thing I'm concerned about with the show, I should only speak for me because I I think you guys are this way as well, but you know, part of this is just, Hey, friends talking about a thing they dig and we're also kind of laying it all out there. We're not really trying to pretend to be radio hosts or hey look at the welcome to this perfectly structured thing like that's never going to be this show it will mm-hmm. often uh, venture into very <laughs> hilarious areas and that's no fun. matter what was on the original core pitch document yeah or no you know what that's two versions, the two versions of today's show notes yeah well i mean look stuff has to find two versions are there two versions <laughs> yeah go to the template <laughs> I was like, when are we going to get to some of these things? Oh, I was looking at oh. this one. Oh, Oops, you wrote I typed it. in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, you wrote it on template. And earlier it was in, there was nothing there. So I thought, oh, well, okay, it's 133 in this new tab. So I went in there and that's where I added all this stuff. And you've been writing it somewhere else. I was just like, man, I guess Scott really hated my ideas for today's <laughs> show. I guess we're just going to skip all of it. Before the show, they were empty, so I didn't ever look back at Template. You know, the one called Template? (laughs) I was in a bit of a rush to populate notes, and mistakes may have been made. (laughs) Well, this is really... We had a great show for you. Nobody's going to hear it. This is very, very illustrative of what we're talking about with uh, this guy. It actually works out pretty well. This is what Todd's talking about, is what I'm saying. We're just we're really loosey goosey, and that's and listen. Having done this many many times over, started new shows, uh, many of which are still in production. All of them have to find their voice, whatever that voice is. And you may go in with all sorts of unique intentions and specific plans and all of that, but if the voice of the show wants to go a different way, you have to let it, and you make room for it. And that's what we've done. So core is this is this thing that became what it was going to become, no matter what we said we were going to do. So it's fine. It's all good, except for this whole template notes thing that we did today. <laughs> I just assumed this was a case of exactly that. Sometimes when the voice of the show wants to go a different way, <laughs> you just got to go with it. Yeah, this is true. Um, what did you have in here that was, oh, you know, we should at least mention the midseason brawl. You saw two games that you think are mandatory. Uh, yeah. Tell me more and why should everybody be watching those? What happened there? I think at the very least, if you just enjoy watching good uh heroes of the storm matches spoilers for those of you sensitive to such things the final the finals between gen g i hate their name so much and team dignitas 
yeah. uh, is exceptionally good, especially the last two matches, but the entire final itself was was just stellar. That's um, awesome. And definitely worth checking out. All right. Uh, I told you yesterday I was into that, and I will do it. I want to see it. I want to be there. I want to live there. Uh, Bo, did you see him? Did you see those games? Uh, no. Me neither. All right. Well, we're slackers then. I had my nose stuck in a D and D book. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Did you finish? Is your is your um, Warframe uh, obsession over for now, or where where are you at with that? It's it's um. What do you call it when it's it's cresting or it's lowering? The decline. It's declining. It's when Bo stops talking like Diva, just to give people an idea of what that's like. When you crest yeah, on something, just, yeah, I get it. I'd have to go at it hardcore. Like it's, it demands a lot of attention if you're gonna do the, the, the I don't know what it is, just the grind game, I guess. Like you get those power levels and stuff yeah. for high level content. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Destiny stuff. at that point, which you know, give or take. Yeah. So I had some fun, and we'll see. There's already new cool stuff uh, for other games. So there you go, then. There were a lot of guesses as to what you might have been up to last night before you showed up. It's D and D, D and D, baby. Warframe yeah. might have also gotten guessed. Yeah, for those who wonder, Bo spends a considerable amount of time during the week working on our D and D stuff for for Saturdays. We just kind of show up and experience them, uh, but it's uh, it's no small task. DMs uh, impress me. Bo is a DM, uh, which yeah, stands. Thank for, you. I'm learning as I go, but hopefully getting better. Dirty Montrealian. Nope, that's not it. Uh, here's your final email. This is from uh, Blood Blood Anubis. Blood Anubis. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> He's also Blood Prime and AIE, which is a World of Warcraft guild, which we are also a part of. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to chime in in response to you saying everyone has killed Hogger at least once. And as a career horde player since Wrath, I can say I've never encountered nor have killed Hogger. I know him from reputation, but have never seen him in person, to my knowledge anyway. For the Horde, Blood Anubis. P.S. A knoll is a knoll, and a toll is a toll. And if we don't kill no knolls, then Westfall gets no tolls. He says he came up with that himself. Or as he wrote, I came up with that myself. I like it. I yeah. don't know what it means, but I like it. <clears throat> I don't get it at all in terms of i mean i like it too but it's words that rhyme scott is that it yeah I, I once knew a like man that. from nantucket i like the fancy way you talk <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> so uh, i guess lucky for blood anubis he gets to be that one guy or girl you know he's just like everybody's gotten sick of fishing in world of warcraft even the people who say they like it and then you hear you know I love fishing, and I've never given up on it. Yeah, always someone yeah. someone likes fishing. There's nice. no way around it. Oh, it's so. a Men in Tights reference. Yeah, it's well done. a long done. time since I've seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. It's, let me tell you something, and I say this with all <sighs> sincerity, it. all sincerity, John. That movie sucks. It's why really... You, why did you have to say Robin Hood? Why couldn't you just said it's been a long time since I've seen Men in Tights, and that way... <laughs> could have used that well now i can because you just said it out of context so i'm gonna cut yours out that's pretty good <laughs> no good. yeah you just said it's been a long time i've seen since i've seen men in tights i've been beat, <laughs> beat that, that's gonna get the both those are gonna get cut out too yeah totally just keep digging that hole keep though. digging keep digging the hole but uh that movie's terrible john terrible like so I mean, you think you remember it fondly i'm telling you go watch it it's the worst thing mel or mel brooks ever made straight up oh here i'll generate some new emails for us no the worst movie he ever made was Spaceballs. oh i don't know about wow. this okay all right how do you how do you... <laughs> you can hear people dropping things and go rushing <laughs> that movie is really really bad and i don't like Spaceballs. Spaceballs is okay I, I it's also not great actually i might say that i don't think much of most mel brooks movies generally there's a couple i think i'm cool with and i'm down with but generally i don't think he's all that it's just not for me uh however men in tights and then that vampire one what's that called blood Dracula dead and loving it yes is so bad that is a bad movie if any of you like that movie come at me because we have a fight to have 
It's so, so bad. <laughs> so the only thing worse than men in tights is that. That's the only thing worse than men in tights. The good news is uh, not liking Spaceballs will probably earn me most of the ire. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe there will be some defenders. We can all agree that young Frankenstein is the best, right? Uh, that and Blazing Saddles are both pretty strong. Yeah, it's um, true. Yeah, those are my exceptions, I think. It, 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 mm. I don't like History you know of the World the Part 1. I didn't like that. Only part of Men in Tights that I can remember mm. is the joke where he, the blind guy is sitting on the toilet touching a Braille Playboy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. See, that I like... Pretty, I, you know what it is? I watch so much I watch so much Monty Python and watch so many Monty Python movies over and over and over that I just... They did all that kind of humor so much better than Mel Brooks did. So I just... That, I think that's why. I have this high and mighty kind of Oh, excuse me. I'll be watching Monty Python while you're trying to be that here in America kind of attitude about it, which may or may not be healthy. But, but yes, I also remember the scene with that. The only other thing I really remember that about that movie that made me smile uh, was a couple of lines from um, oh, it's the comedian who used to do. Dave Chappelle is great in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really funny. But that I was before anyone that. knew who Dave Chappelle he's was. In that? Yeah, just barely yeah. super young. He's like 18. It's you got to see it. Oh, don't say it's terrible. It's a bad movie. Uh, but then at the end, uh, when they have that scene that's in all the Robin Hood movies, uh, like it was Sean Connery shows up as King Richard in the one with uh, the big Hollywood one that this was kind of making fun of, the one with Kevin Costner and all that. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. So he shows up at the end. I'm King Richard and you've lost your car keys, right? So he's he's a <laughs> yeah. thing. And then this one, they go for, at the time anyway, it was like budget Sean Connery, Patrick Stewart, who was still doing Star Trek. So I say that only because I don't think we quite appreciated fully Patrick Stewart yet. So at the right. time, it felt like budget budget Sean Connery. But he shows but up as King Richard. he's way better. He's who I would rather show up. Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. But that movie's bad, and you all know it. All right. <laughs> You all know it's it. It's really bad. I mean, I don't remember it. I have never seen it, but I'm not going to stick up for it. So I yeah. feel like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves makes fun of itself pretty well. So maybe it didn't need a parody movie. It just makes fun of it makes fun of Prince of Thieves. And that's fine. Like, that's what Spaceballs is. It makes fun of Star Wars. You know, that's what History of the World was. It made fun of whatever the thing was then. Like, it's always something like that. And that's fine. I mean, Young Frankenstein is making fun of the horror genre. Like, that's what he does. I just don't think he had it going on later. That's all. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. I see your point, though, about Monty Python. Because yeah. they they do intersect a bit with the way they tell jokes and present, you know, absurdist humor. And I can see landing more on one side than the other. I mean, it's sort of, we were talking about Quake earlier. And, like, every time someone brings up Quake and Deathmatch, I'm like, I played Unreal. Like they, sometimes we just get into these weird tribalism things about yeah. stuff, and and ultimately it's all fun. I played a lot of Unreal, a lot of Quake, and I'm ready, I think, to play a little more. I get it's like a Zen game for me in a weird way. It's not supposed to be. It's frantic, firing guns left and right, jumping, freaking out, dodging. Like it's frenetic and fast, but I get into a zone and it feels good. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to get into a zone after this and play some games. So if you'd like to send in your own emails, you can. Uh, heroes for e Sorry, core at heroesforyou.com is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, Not thanks about for... space balls. No, no. Keep that. Well, you know what? Send those too. I want to see what you guys do. <laughs> oh, no. I promise not to. Uh, they won't, I won't read anything terrible. But if you guys have like legit argument for why space balls is better than John says, Bo and I take Remember when they combed the desert? <laughs> Remember Pizza the Hut? Yeah. Do you remember the big vacuum? Was that the Remember the when they made it seem like lightsabers were penises? I do remember that. Do you remember that they called him, what was his name? Dark Helmet? Because he had yeah. a big helmet and it was dark. I will say Rick Moranis's Dark Helmet is the redeeming factor to that movie. Yeah. Wait, do you he like... wasn't in it, I would like none of it. Do you like... Him being in it, I like part of it. Do you like John Candy as Barf? No. <laughs> Do you like uh, the president from Independence Day as the Han Solo type guy? 
No. No? Okay. I thought Bo quit for a minute. He's just like, they're just talking about <laughs> these movies. I'm done. I'm out. You, you know what happened on my end? I had an internet hiccup, and John that whole time was just saying, you writ when they they went all robot and he stuck him like a full minute to say combed the desert. I was like, I had enough of this. It's not coming No, that's what that's actually how it happened. Oh yeah, no. He said that it was on purpose. No, I don't know what happened. That was really weird. But uh we uh we we're done. Thanks everybody for being here. Thank you for being a part of today's weird show. We'll be back next week with more as we continue to play the best MOBA in the world. That is called Heroes of the Storm. That's going to do it for us. Uh, <laughs> Bo, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just celebrating the show. Okay. All right. Whatever Enter- it takes. Entertaining the troops. For, for, we're in the ESO. No, yes, ESO is Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. What is it? OSO. ASO. Carter, what's oh, that the, thing the called? Army place? Yeah, the army, the people that perform in the army. The USO show? USO. Oh, USO. That's it. USO. Truth is out there. Older Scrolls Online. All right. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.